Hey there, welcome to the Changing Our Minds podcast. I'm your co-host, Carolee. And I'm Keelan. And this is episode 17, where we talk about Eastery feels. You know, Eastery feels Eastery and feels And pastel, yes. say we but you know I'm not the mama I'm the Mimi so the mama has been dealing with a little sick girly so um well that's that's just an excuse you guys know how we roll we wing it every time but we're especially winging it this time because little miss has not napped much and she's been sick for a few days so we're just gonna um dive right in and see see what happens (laughs) so what do you think of when you think of Easter Kay? Um, I think of getting together at Grandma and Grandpa's house with the whole family and eating lunch and doing the whole Easter egg hunt. Yes. That's the first visual thing I think of, but of course I think of Jesus and the story and all of that. But traditionally what I think of (laughs) is the whole family gathering. Right, yeah. If I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're the visual order that I get. We're all about being real here. Um, Yeah, for me, growing up, we didn't go to church um, on Easter Sunday. I think I remember maybe one or two Easter's we went with, like, maybe the neighbor kids. Um, And one of them, I won't say what church, but we went to one of the bigger churches. We just got on, like, the neighborhood bus that came around and we got on and we went and uh, somehow, I don't know if they put the kids up with the adults that year or if somehow we escaped <laughs> and we were like in the hallway, but we were listening to the grown up thing. Uh, anyway, I just remember it was really scary because, you know, I didn't, I mean, I was like really small, uh, like lower elementary age probably because all the memories are kind of fuzzy but um they were definitely you know it was a salvation message for sure so they were talking about the blood and the all the stuff and the hell and (laughs) it was like oh my gosh what's happening so that was traumatic and then uh the other time I went I don't remember even really going to the church service other than the fact that I remember being in like fancy clothes and having to sit still and not be bored, although it was quiet and boring. And then I think we got candy. So those are my church memories as a kid. <laughs> Needless to say, I did not become a Christian until I was uh, an adult. So, um, But my first church memory as an adult uh, is, ironically, a church play that uh, my brother-in-law was, my sister and brother-in-law were also new Christians, and um, he looked a lot like Jesus, and so they decided that they were going to cast this brand new Christian who didn't know much, I, I don't remember how long we'd been saved, but, you know, less than a year for sure, um, and he was, he played Jesus in the play, which was super impactful for lots of reasons, but they like literally put him up on a cross in a loincloth, 
<laughs> and I was like, jeez, uh, way to make a personal man. <laughs> yeah. So that's my first church memory as an adult with Easter. Um, but yeah, Easter to to me is is kind of all of that wrapped up. It's the family traditions that we that we do, and it's definitely walking through um, this Holy Week and reliving kind of you know what Jesus did for us, and kind of reading in the Scripture and reading different books, and um, just kind of like it's so easy to have the truth. And the things that we believe become so normal that they're almost mundane. And so I don't want that to be part of my relationship with Jesus. So I try to be more intentional. Um, I mean, all year long, but especially during this week when it seems like the whole world is open and focused on him, even though that's probably not quite accurate. But it feels like <laughs> he's more famous, you know, during Easter and Christmas, right? <laughs> right. So I, I try to purposefully uh, revisit the, the Gospels. I mean, the Easter story is in all four Gospels and, you know, of course, throughout the New Testament and the Old Testament, too, because it was prophesied. All, all every single detail was prophesied. Right. <laughs> so um, <laughs> love that little laugh, even when she's sick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. What else do we want to talk about? I mean, we haven't talked about. I'm, we're kind of assuming that I our don't... listeners know what the Easter story is. I don't know yeah. if we need to present no, the gospel so. like that. But like, if you don't know, um, you know, feel free to contact us. That feels like a scapegoat. But um, well, that's what he was, right? He took our place. He stood in place of us because we couldn't pay the debt that we owed, and so he became the scapegoat <laughs> or the sacrificial lamb. Uh, but what are some of your favorites, Easter um, memories, movies, books, verses? Can you think of anything? I, like I really can't. I don't have any Easter church memories. <laughs> Sorry. I can't think of one. <laughs> nope, that's fine. I just like really that's why I say the first thing I think of is getting together with our family because a we take a annual Easter family picture right and so yeah. it's hard to not visualize those exactly but um but we do those and then that's pretty much where my memories are but yeah, I don't have any church memories I don't have a whole lot of specific I remember um, when I first got my dog, Bentley, I brought him to Easter one, the first Easter that I had. And, um, one of my cousins who's younger was feeding Bentley his chocolate. Yeah. That and was not my funny. uncle Dave <laughs> ran very quickly and pulled it. I wasn't paying attention and <laughs> he pulled it out of Bentley's mouth and was like, you can't feed them chocolate. I'm like, oh, wow. Thank you. I assumed... <laughs> He knew that and was feeding him other things. Oh, right. <laughs> but that is a funny Easter memory I remember. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean. The big Easter egg hunt over there. Right. Yeah, and we'll do that again this year. Um, last year, Easter was a little different because Uncle Dave that you he just mentioned photo. Um, yeah. had passed away. And so we did not do a family photo. Uh, it just felt 
heavy and we just decided we're going to skip it this year and then um and then grandma has passed on since since easter last year so this will be our first easter without both of them and i really want to take a family picture <laughs> i think we probably will i think we'll, we all kind of realize well you know we're not guaranteed from year to year and it's best to have that memory and um to to have that done so hopefully we'll do that again this year but but Aunt Susie bought Grandma and Grandpa's house, so we're going to still have the same tradition at the same house and the same yard to hide all the eggs in probably the same places that they're... <laughs> I'm sure the boys will find new places now that they live there. But, um, yeah, that should be fun. It'll be a fun day. And, um, yeah, in your growing up years, we, we went to Easter Sunday Church, but for, like, a good chunk of your growing up, we actually weren't super involved in organized churches that sounds kind of sketchy I don't mean like that but like when you were born we were really involved in a church and we left that church when you were probably three or four um and then we went places but we weren't like super plugged in we would go probably on Easter Sunday um and on most other Sundays but there was a good chunk of time where we really just kind of had a home church or we did other things and um so that's probably why you don't have a lot of memories of church stuff um, for for Easter related memories in church. But uh, we definitely went more often than we didn't. Um, but we're you know I mean like we're wired weird and we <laughs> like 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 this year for instance we're going to do a sunrise service in our backyard. So uh, that's just kind of how we roll. <laughs> We're very much um, small gathering things. So uh, anyway, yeah. Should we talk about your Easter basket? What about it? Um, the fact that I made it when you were less than a year old and um, I stopped using it last year before last, maybe? Yeah, because I have it right now. Do you so. have it now? I'm glad you have it because I didn't know where it was. Yep, I um, took it because you said you're not going to get an Easter basket anymore. I said, well, I might as well take it home then. Yeah, and then you made it, Evelyn her own. You made the baby yeah. her own. So. Yeah, I made her two. Yeah. She's got one that's ginormous that she will be way too big, way too small to carry. And then I made her a baby-sized one. Right, that yeah. That is actually realistic to be carried around. Right, yeah, she'll be, I mean, this year she'll still be a little, um, she'll just follow the kids because she loves the kids. She yeah. doesn't necessarily know to find the eggs, but um, but she'll get there. <laughs> yeah. She'll get there. Oh, goodness. Yeah, for me, um, Easter, um, Easter books, I reread a book called The Final Week of Jesus. It's um, by Max Licato. It's actually excerpts from a book that he wrote called the um, When the Angels Were Silent, I think is what it's called. It's a very good, I mean, he's just a great visual, poetic writer. I love most, I mean, I've read a lot of his stuff. He's written way more than I've read. But, um, but that was one of the first books I read as a new Christian, and it was all about Easter, and I didn't know it. And then I got this little coffee table book that is excerpts of that. And so I read through that um during Holy Week each year, and it's just really, really powerful. I like that one. Um, as far as movies go, I don't know if you remember, but we used to always watch um, the Visual Bible, the story, uh, the Gospel according to Matthew, 
and it it is I um, do remember yeah yeah it is word for word the gospel of Matthew from I think the new international version maybe um but like there's no extra there's no added words it is you could read right along with it through the gospel of Matthew and we love that one because Jesus is joyful and happy and he kind of jokes around and he's just he's he's lovely so that's our favorite you were probably three or four and she you would always ask to see Jesus on the cross and I was always super conflicted <laughs> because <laughs> I mean it was it's no passion of the Christ by Mel Gibson but it was pretty it was pretty bloody for a three-year-old but you love Jesus and you loved to see that and we I mean obviously we wouldn't let you watch the full thing but you you wanted to watch that movie um but that's one of our favorites and then i don't know the other one if, i don't know if you remember i was gonna look it up on amazon i'll link it in the show notes but um oh gosh i think it was called the miracle maker do you remember that it's claymation oh, yes. i yes. loved that movie it's very creative. It's literally a claymation movie. And um, so each scene is, you know, it's just second by second. They slowly move the things. But um, it's beautifully done. It's written by from the perspective of Jairus's daughter, I believe. It's just, it's a great movie. I think we still have it on VHS. I was going to look and see if I can order it on DVD because I like that. That's a great one. Um, and then, you know, of course, usually, I don't know, I, I haven't watched, I haven't seen commercials for anything, but usually this time of year, there are um, movies played on TV for, you know, for Easter weekend. Uh, what, what, yeah, we won't get into it, but there's, there's several that are great, and there's a few that, like, really? You think that's an Easter story? All right. Um, <laughs> but... But there's, I heard that there is one coming out, I think on Friday, in theaters called Mary Magdalene. Um, I guess it was, it released worldwide last year, but because of um, issues, we'll say, uh, with the Me Too movement, um, it was not released in America last year. Um, oh. But uh, it's, I, I have, I've read a little bit about it, but I haven't really, I just watched the trailer. It looks good. I, I'm always a little, like, there's Hollywood people in it, so I'm like, I mean, not that that's bad, but I'm like, do they know what they're doing? I don't know. Yeah. So, I'm not sure, like, Harvey Weinstein is the one who produced it, who, that's why it wasn't released. <laughs> so, I'm like, I don't know, did they change the story? Is it gonna be like, yeah, we'll see. So, I'm not endorsing it, because I don't know anything about it, and I haven't seen it yet, but one movie that I haven't seen yet that I think I can endorse is that movie called Breakthrough. Is that what with it's called? Chrissy Metz. With Chrissy Metz. Yeah. Yeah. That looks really good. That's a true story. I think it's out this weekend too. It's not really necessarily an Easter story, although the kid died and came back to life. So kinda. <laughs> it can work. It'll work. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, hmm. Do you have anything? Do you have anything else to add? I mean, it's hard because I don't have a whole lot of like significant memories other than just traditional stuff. Yeah. Well, what what are your what are your um, hopes for Little Miss? What are your what are you planning on passing down with her, or what did you put in her Easter basket? That's always a good one. Um, we got. A Dr. Seuss book 
and a Jesus book mm-hmm. and a new water bottle nice. and some new cute bibs cute. and some clothes, couple of shirts and a dress and then some snackies. Got some of those fruit pouches and some granola bars that she likes. Right. Very good. Yeah. It was all very, I did that all today. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cause, like, you know, oh, right. Yeah. It, it is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did Easter baskets. I think, I don't remember. I think we did Easter baskets even when I was a kid growing up because, you know, everybody does. I mean, you can do an Easter basket no matter what you believe. And, and oh, yeah. it was a reason to have gifts. And of course my mom, your grandma is huge on giving gifts. And so she's really good at it and she loves to do it. And so if there's an occasion that she can give something to somebody, she's all over that. So we had, you know, new, new outfits. We had lots of candy. We had, you know, when we got older, we had lip gloss and makeup and perfume and, our Easter baskets were kind of like our stocking stuffers <laughs> where right. they were like presents. They weren't like filler. So it was hard for me um, trying to find a, a healthy balance between that for you when you were growing up. <laughs> but like I love when you were, I mean, no offense, but I loved when you were little, like toddler to, you know, I don't know, six or seven or eight because you could just go to the dollar store and like crank out <laughs> Yeah. All the all the filler and you are happy with all of it. Uh but the older they get the harder it is to buy things. Right. It's more expensive and so there's less and you know all that stuff. But but of course no matter what we always made sure that you knew Easter was not about the bunny or I mean we never really did the Easter bunny thing. Oops, sorry. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, we didn't because that's not what Easter is about. So uh, we always made sure you knew it was about Jesus. But yes, yeah, and I I appreciated that. I didn't believe in most of the the things that kids do, but right. I knew the real stuff. Right. Yeah. So do you have? Um, I mean, you know, other than Jesus, is there somebody else in the Easter story uh, from the Bible that sticks out to you? Another person that that you think of when you hear the Easter story or um his mom Mary yeah that's 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 just like a rough go man <laughs> I mean yeah. you know you, you know from the beginning it's just gonna be rough <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then it's actually getting there and then it's there and it's like okay he said this was gonna happen but isn't there like can we not <laughs> yeah yeah you know, it's just, I, you, you can't even imagine. You can't put yourself in that place and no. imagine. Thankfully, she did have things that she pondered in her heart, right? She had people prophesy to her. She had angels talk to her. I mean, the one time at least we know of. And, um, I'm sure Jesus had some good conversations with her. and uh, But that's just got to be tough. I know I've... I've just what that stood out to me the last couple of years is um, Simon. He's the one who they made um, carry Jesus cross for him. Um, yeah. And I just think, man, 
Like we can't know, but it's fun to wonder like uh, how closely was he when he was walking with him? Was he helping him carry the load, but Jesus was right there? Did they get to have a conversation? Did he know what was up? Was, you know, I mean, it's just to be the last one who was pretty much doing something kind for him, you know, physically doing something to help him. Um, what an honor that would be. And, you know, hopefully he, he was, maybe he didn't start out aware, but I have to, I have to think you can't be in very close proximity of Jesus, no matter what form or shape he's in and not realize that, Hey, this is something. (laughs) Yeah. This is something, this is not normal. This isn't just a man, even though he was just a man, but uh, he was also God. So I just, I like to think about what they might have talked about or what he could have said to him, even with, even without speaking, what he could have imparted to him. So, yeah, it's a good thing to ponder on. Right, right. And then I'm going through, um, I'm going through the Taste and See Bible Study by Margaret Feinberg. I've talked about it before on the podcast, the last couple episodes probably. But um, we just did a lesson on olives and the olive groves. And she talked a lot about, you know, when Jesus was, um, when he went to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray, it was an olive grove. Um, and he was you know, praying and he was, you know, they had an olive press right there because they'd have to press the olives and crush them and get the oil out as soon as possible to, to prevent because the olives brews really easy and that changes the flavor of the oil. And um, so just the, the visual of him physically being pressed and, you know, to the point of like, you know, when you squeeze an olive, olive oil comes out. When you squeeze a human, blood comes out. Like he was yeah. crushed and and bruised, um, you know, in the garden way before he was, you know, on the cross. And so I just loved how she pointed out that you know he started he started the pressing in an olive grove, um, but when he rose again from the tomb, it, you know the the empty tomb was. Um, most people believe it was it was located at the edge of a vineyard where there was a wine press and so um he was he was bruised and crushed in the olive grove but he raised again and brought forth new wine in the vineyard so that's just a really cool cool visual i don't think anything he did during this week is coincidence i think everything had layered meaning and um and he's just always talking to us through everything. So it's good to yeah. pay attention. It is. It's good to pay attention. Yeah. So scriptures, um, yeah, like I said, they're the Easter stories in um, Matthew uh, 26 through what's the end, 28. And then the end of um, Mark 15 and 16. It's in Luke. 22 through 24 and then John 17 through 20 chapters 17 through 20 so you can read this the gospel accounts in all four and I love that they're all the same story but because they're told by four different men um, you get different you get a little different perspective and there's a few things here that's not in the others and um, it just gives you a full picture to be able to read through each of them and then um, a couple of my favorite scriptures um, 
if you're a follower of the blog at all, you know that we have slowly been going through the book of Colossians. Um, but I love Colossians um, chapter 1, starting with verse 13. Uh, it says, God rescued us from the dead in alleys and dark dungeons. He set us up in the kingdom of the son he loves so much, the son who got us out of the pit we were in, got rid of the sins we were doomed to keep repeating. We look at the son and see the God who cannot be seen. We look at this son and we see God's original purpose in everything created. For everything, absolutely everything above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels, Everything got its got started in him and finds its purpose in him. He was there before any of it came into existence and holds it all together right up to this moment. And when it comes to the church, he organizes and holds it together like a head does a body. He was supreme in the beginning and leading the resurrection parade. He is supreme in the end. From beginning to end, he's there, towering far above everything, everyone. So spacious he is he, so roomy, that everything of God finds its proper place in him without crowding. Not only that, but all the broken and dislocated pieces of the universe, people and things, animals and atoms, get properly fixed and fit together in vibrant harmonies, all because of his death, his blood that poured down from the cross. You yourselves are a case study of what he does. At one time, you all had your backs turned to God, thinking rebellious thoughts of him, giving him trouble every chance you got. But now, by giving himself completely at the cross, actually dying for you, Christ brought you over to God's side and put your lives together, whole and holy in his presence. You don't walk away from a gift like that. You stay grounded and steady in that bond of trust, constantly tuned into the message, careful not to be distracted or diverted. There is no other message, just this one. Every creature under heaven gets the same message, and I, Paul, am a messenger of this message. It's just so, <laughs> so good. Um, just so good. And it just, you don't walk away from a gift like that, so... It's powerful. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't, I know, I'm, I don't have a whole lot of scripture in my head. Well, I mean, obviously I read that. <laughs> I didn't have that in my head either. <laughs> but yeah, Colossians <laughs> is full of, of great stuff. And um, and I think Romans 6 too. Um, 6, mm, I don't know. The beginning of Romans 6 talks about you know um, the baptism of life into into the life of Jesus and what that means and uh, it's really good so there's uh, obviously all over the Bible is Easter because that's that's the whole reason he came was to die so that he could come back to life and and defeat um, defeat the enemy so he's victorious and so we're victorious it's a good it's a good thing. Um, so I'm probably going to end it by re reading a spoken word that I wrote about Easter a couple years ago. But first, let's do our three, two, ones. Wow, I don't have any. <laughs> you don't have any? It's okay, always so stressful. It's, I don't want you to be stressed. Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll start, and maybe when I'm talking, you can think of some. Okay. Um, so my, my three things that I'm into, um, 
Okay, so I'm not into basketball whatsoever, but uh, Budweiser <laughs> uh, had released a video for uh, Dwayne Wade. He retired from, I don't know, some team in Florida, I think. I'm terrible. I'm the worst. But he, <laughs> so it was his last year this year, and so all year long he's at the end of each game he trades a jersey with another player to kind of commemorate his final season and um so they made this video for him of him uh getting i think it was maybe five or six other jerseys and i use air quotes from people um at the end of his retirement at the end of his career and they were um We'll we'll link the video in the show notes, but they're five. They're not basketball players. They're just five people that his life impacted, and it like I'm like I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. So that's one of the things that I'm into. Um, another thing is Amanda Lindsay Cook has a new album through Bethel Music. And I don't know how that girl does it, but every time, I say every time, I think this is only her second album, but each time she's released a new album, it's like, dude, how have you been living in my head? And I didn't know it. <laughs> like all of her <laughs> lyrics are so powerful. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I've been thinking. So um, I'm, in, I'm into that and listening to it on Spotify over and over and over. Um, and, you know, we're old school enough. I'm probably going to buy the actual CD from Bethel and so I can have it, you know, in my car and stuff because, you know, whatever. So and then the third thing I'm going to do is going for walks. I know we talked about it last time, but I this time I remembered to bring my camera, like not just my phone, but my camera. And we walked around the Arboretum, and I've gone to walk um, just around the neighborhood with my camera with me, and I'm loving it. So... Those are the three things I'm into right now. Um, two things I am over. It's always harder. I'm just, we're not, apparently we're very patient. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it sometimes. But I'm not over a lot of things. Um, uh, Daddy has had a cough for, I don't know, uh, a year maybe. Um, and, you know, just kind of passing colds back and forth. He's also been a parapro in the schools. <laughs> And so I, I I blame him being amongst all the little kiddos that are passing colds back and forth. But um, it's getting, I think it's getting better, or I'm getting used to it. I think it's getting better. But And he's probably so used to it, he doesn't even notice. But he, like, has to clear his throat all the time. Um, and then the other thing, well, probably just... Um, like, we haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> we haven't traveled. Like, we're not huge travelers, like, get on an airplane and go somewhere um, out of the country. We don't do that. But we usually, like, drive to the beach or go to see family or, you know, get out of town um, for a long weekend. We usually do that every, you know, every couple of months at least. And it seems like it's been, I think the last time we went out of town was when we went to the beach last summer. I think. I'm pretty sure. Because then I had health stuff, and we just we haven't had an, a steady income, and so it just doesn't make sense to travel. But I'm like getting stir crazy, so I'm ready for that to be. I'm over that for sure. Um, and one thing I'm looking forward to, well, Easter. I'm looking forward to sunrise service with some friends, and and you know, having Easter with Little Miss and the family, and getting together and all that stuff. So, Tag, you're it. Did you think of anything? 
I did. I'm okay. into the weather, and I'm going to piggyback off you and say walks. Yes. But I, I am. I yeah. don't care about it. Um, and I'm into... Dang it, I forgot about it. I'm into Evelyn not being sick anymore. Yay. That's very exciting for me. Yeah. <laughs> um... Hmm. <laughs> and I'm into oh I like all of my jobs I have three jobs now and I'm really into all three of them so that's exciting that's exciting I am over hi Bentley <laughs> hi um, I know I'm always bad at this. I feel like I should be more prepared every time, but I'm not. <laughs> the story of my life, man. Um, over being sick, over, 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 over. I like a lot of things right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that's two. Did I say two? I don't know. <laughs> and then looking forward to Easter, obviously. Obviously. It's a giveaway. Yeah. Hey, side note. <laughs> yeah? Did you, have you watched the um, the Perfect Date movie on Netflix? Oh, yeah. The day it came out. <laughs> I didn't mean oh, to yeah. be like that, but I was. <laughs> Like, I didn't mean to do that, but there it is. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it this afternoon. It was pretty cute. Yeah, it is cute. You can't go wrong with that guy. Right. And I like the girl. Who's the girl? I don't know. She's really good. I've never seen her in anything. She is. I know. I really liked her. I was like, oh, I like that face. She's got a neat face. She does. And I probably didn't hurt that she was a little snarky. <laughs> We like that. We do like that. All right. So I think that's it. Um, I think that's it. I feel like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> what? I feel like every time I'm like, we're going to be more prepared. We're not. Listen, we're just not. <laughs> uh, chances are slim that that's going to happen. I mean, we, you know, we could hope. <laughs> We could always hope, but uh, this is how we go. This is it. This is it. And mostly, I like it. I like it like this. So me too. Um, I've accepted it. Yeah. So I hope that you guys listen. I well, hey, if you're still listening at the end of this podcast, then we know you like it too. <laughs> Don't lie. We know you like it too. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, we hope you have a great Easter weekend and. Um, yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. And who can know what we will talk about? Surely not us. <laughs> it won't be us. Surely. <laughs> not until we hit record. All right. <laughs> that's it. Have a great okay. week, you guys. See okay. ya. Bye. You guys. So it's Thursday night and Good Friday is tomorrow. And we want to get this out to you. We really wanted to get this out to you last week, but like we said in the beginning, um, you know, a sick toddler just makes everyone sad and tired. <laughs> and so here we are, um, Thursday night and, and we're, we're trying to wrap this up, but 
you know I couldn't just let the Romans 6 reference go without actually reading it to you. So I'm going to read that portion um, of scripture that I referenced earlier, and then I am going to close with a spoken word that I uh, wrote a few years ago. Um, I'll talk about that in a minute. The scripture in Romans 6 is, um, we'll start with, well, well, we'll just start with verse 1. And I'm reading it out of the message. It's really good. This is how it reads. So what do we do? Keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving? I should hope not. If we've left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live our old, in our old house there? Or didn't you realize we packed up and left there for good? That is what happened in baptism. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. When we came up out of the water, we entered into the new country of grace, a new life in a new land. That's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we are lowered into the water, it is like the burial of Jesus. When we are raised up out of the water, it is like the resurrection of Jesus. Each of us is raised into a light-filled world by our Father so that we can see where we're going in our new grace-sovereign country. Could it be any clearer? Our old way of life was nailed to the cross with Christ, a decisive end to that sin-miserable life, no longer at sin's every beck and call. What we believe is this. If we get included in Christ's sin-conquering death, we also get included in his life-saving resurrection. We know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a signal of the end of death as the end. Never again will death have the last word. When Jesus dies, he took sin down with him, but alive he brings God down to us. From now on, think of it this way. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. God speaks your mother tongue, and you hang on every word. You are dead to sin and alive to God. That's what Jesus did. Romans 6, verses 1 through 11. I mean, you guys, come on. So as we wrap up this podcast episode, I wanted to close with a spoken word that I wrote. Um, I wrote it a few years ago when my father-in-law was in the hospital and um, we didn't know what was going on, but it didn't look good. In fact, we made a trip. Um, my husband brought a guitar. We sang songs. We prayed. Um, we didn't know if we were saying goodbye or not. But this, this spoken word came out around Easter time that year, and I wanted to end with it. It's called There Is No Glue. We forget. We all forget so easily. We forget that fixing the broken, busted up pieces is not really our job. We tape and we glue and we pray and wait, holding our breath only to find ourselves broken and busted up all over again, with glue on our fingertips, binding us up to the brokenness that we just want gone. There is no glue that can hold this wounded world in place and make it look like new. No, it's Friday when all is dark and doubtful. It's Friday and we have no answers, and what we thought we knew is fuzzy, and the tests come back inconclusive, and the doctors can't know where the blood is coming from, but they all agree it is coming, leaking, bleeding out somewhere. It could be a heart issue, or it could be because there are scrapes and bruises and flesh that was recently laid wide open. Not just for Dad, 
but for all of us, for you too, we can all feel laid out open like we're slowly losing life unaware. We are seeking for hope and healing, for solid ground and a way out of this sad and stormy day that just won't seem to end. Answers are slow to come, and confusion rises up fierce. We are all bruised and battered and wind-blown come Friday night, and as the skies turn black and death seethes ragged breaths and sings haunting songs of victory, it's easy to feel like the enemy wins. We can lean back in defeat and come into agreement without even realizing it as our thoughts turn to, He always wins. Except... But, God, except he doesn't. We know. We've heard it before and we know it to be true. But we forget. Can I remind you once again, Sunday is coming. With the dawning of a new day and the rising of the sun, light shines on answers and love binds up wounds. Hope is stirred up and spilling over and victory? Victory is ours. On Easter Sunday, yes, but on any given Sunday, because he lives and he wears the victor's crown, we win. I don't know what kind of terrible, sad Good Friday that you may be facing, but can I encourage you? Sunday is coming. No, Sunday is here. Sunday, after Friday, is blood-drenched, and Saturday is blood-stained. Sunday is washed and cleansed. It's brand new and full of promise. Sunday is all praise and answered prayers and bright, happy, shiny. Sunday is him. It's all him. And he swoops in and suddenly in his presence the gluey residue of trying to fix it ourselves just melts away. As Easter Sunday approaches, maybe this story is already on your mind. After all, what are you more thankful for than Jesus, than Jesus' death and resurrection? Good Friday is dark and doubtful. It can feel like nothing good at all. But my friend, hold on. The blood covers and heals and makes whole better than any other glue I know of, and he poured it out every single drop, on purpose, with purpose, for me and for you. It may feel like Friday, but Sunday is here. I promise you, Sunday is here.